Melbourne, Australia, and this is part two of Twitter Tips for Tourism, a podcast about how to use Twitter to market your tourism brand. The first episode was called Setting the Scene, which seems like weeks ago now, but now I'm back with part two about uh, how to hit the ground running. I want to give you some really powerful strategies today that you can use almost immediately. And before I do that, I want to introduce my friend Gadget Girl, Ask Gadget Girl Tracy in Auckland, because she's got a fantastic story. We've only known each other less than 60 days. She's using these techniques. She's got 2,000 more followers. She's got all these contacts in Montreal and London and New York and all these groovy people all around the world. So Tracy, welcome to the podcast and tell me how you're using Twitter and how it's really changing your business model. Hi, Kiefer. Thank you very much, firstly, for even uh, inviting me here today. How am I using Twitter? Well, before I wasn't. Before I met you, I thought that what I was doing was right, and I really wasn't. I mean, I had, I had a Twitter one that I had signed up for, like, ages ago, I think maybe 2009, 2010. And at that stage, that one was just over 500, and I, I remember um, doing a little happy dance, thinking, wow, I've got 500 people. Awesome. And then uh, January this year, I started uh, Ask Gadget Girl. So I started a, another company, a brand new company. And when I met you around the end of April, it was about 170 odd followers. And then when I met you and I started to uh, follow your amazing tips, I suddenly went from 171 in three and a half weeks, I grew it to over a thousand people and now as you say another you know about another 30 days later or less really uh it's now over 2000 yeah 2121 followers today as of part two of the, the strategy and that's less than 60 days since we even met and this is why i'm so passionate about twitter and why i'm so passionate about putting what i know down into a podcast format the first one as i said last week or a few weeks ago was setting the scene very generic idea about we're doing a series of podcasts probably 10 about this idea today we're going to hit the ground running and i just want to work you through a five-step plan i'm going to just basically and briefly explain those and then i'm going to decode first be a resource not a salesperson we're going to have a really lovely graphic about this that Tracy's going to do shortly. Write a strong bio and why is that important? Add a photo and or company graphic, depending on what you feel comfortable about. Remember the 80-20 rule. It's not all about you. And share, 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 then ask. Have you been employing these techniques, uh, Tracy, yourself? Have you seen them come to fruition for you? Oh, I certainly have. Um, I have to say that my simple steps one at simple steps nz didn't have a, a photo of myself i had a company graphic there and obviously that didn't really work that well so when i changed it i started to see that both that one and ask gadget girl uh, started to rise because people were connecting with a person rather than just just the graphic but the company graphic did well for a while too i must say mm -hmm. for the ask gadget girl one there is significant evidence to prove that a graphic is better than nothing but that a, a photo of yourself 
showing that you're a real person that people can relate to does really, really well. And that's part three. We'll come back to that because your piece of the pie is graphics. And I want to play on, on how important graphics are for Twitter. But the first thing I want to talk about, and this is a, what a lot of people miss. A lot of people get this wrong. Twitter, people believe that they're setting up a Twitter account just to simply sell stuff. They've got a shop. We get more people in the shop. They've got a book and they want to get more people to buy the book. Well, the end result of that might be that people might buy your book or they might come to your shop. But the worst thing you can do is just simply say, buy my book, come into my shop. The best thing to do is say, here's a great resource that I found, a lovely video. A friend of mine has written a book. I'm going to a speaking gig tomorrow. I'll meet you there. Here's a lovely graphic that my friend made. Here's a lovely song you might like to pick you up in the morning. And what happens there, this is sort of counterintuitive to a lot of people, but what happens is you build this enormous cyber karma, as I call it. It's enormous cred in the industry to say, wow, it's worth following Keith because he shares great stuff. And when I'm near his shop, I'll go in because he's such a nice person. Or when I'm in a bookshop, I'll get his book because he's such a nice person. As a direct result of your activities, not as a direct result of the pounding them over the head to say, buy my book. Have you, have you explored this idea of being a resource other than just simply selling your own wares? Have you, have you seen a shift? Yeah, I, I really have before. And although people can't see me, I'm, I'm nodding really furiously to what you're saying because the amount of, in the past 60 days that I have seen people's Twitters work when they're sharing stuff, which becomes a resource. If you're just doing the hard sell, it's, it's not going to make you more successful. Not everybody has, you know, like you, Keith, I mean, you've got over 40,000 people, but you've, you've built that on this, uh, approach of here let me share what you're doing and then later on I'll share what I'm doing and and the worst Twitter ones that I have seen uh, and lower numbers too actually lower numbers of followers because all they're doing is pretty much saying yeah. buy my book buy my wares come into my shop don't just browse purchase something and walk out that's not success it's not it's it's definitely not what twitter's about and i know it's counterintuitive to a lot of businesses but as you follow this series of podcasts along you will see how it gradually builds and it, you are right i've now got forty-two thousand four hundred followers and i've built that up over time by by sharing by being a nice person by helping others first and people reciprocate. And I keep using this phrase, cyber karma. It's a very good phrase for me. Lots and lots of people help me when I need it, what I call my place in the sun. I don't speak very often anymore. I don't write books anymore. I don't do something every day. But when I do, people come out of the closet and say, mate, you've helped me before. You owe, I owe you one. You've got one in the bank. So you just let me know if you ever need anything because you've helped me out so much. And that's what I really want Twitter to become for you. The second one I really want to talk about is the idea of writing a strong bio. Now, I want to hear what you've seen in the last 60 days because I often see uh, Google me. I can't be bothered writing a bio. I just haven't got time. Can't be bothered. Why should I bother? You, you find out. And I'm thinking, okay, no worries. I mean, I've gone to the trouble of clicking on your link and you've got my attention. And I just need a little bit of a clue as to what you're doing to decide whether I follow you or not. And if you, if you make it hard for me or anyone else, it might just be too hard because we're busy. 
it's been, we're all very, very busy. It's got nothing to do with laziness or uh, anything else. It's just got to do with the fact that we're busy and we need a bit of a teaser, a bit of a clue. So my bio is Australian Twitter marketing guy. That Aussie Twitter marketing guy, I think, is what I currently have in my bio. So now you know that I'm an Aussie and I teach Twitter. Now, if that's of interest to you, please follow me. If it isn't, you're doing me a great favour if you don't follow me because I don't want people following me who are not interested in what I'm doing. That's why I'm proud that I've got 42,400 people that dig my stuff. I haven't got 442,000 innocuous followers that just click anything. I've got 42,000 dedicated followers that retweet me, that listen to my stuff, that read my blogs, that come to my gigs. That's what you want, and that's what a bio does. Have you seen this work in both directions, Tracy, where people have a really stupid bio, and have you seen anyone with really good bios? I have. It's funny that you should mention that. I, I've also got a question for you too around, around bios, but it's really interesting how many people, if they have a website, they don't put it in. So they miss out their own, their own opportunity for people to click through their profile yeah. and actually click straight through, uh, for example, yoursocialmediacoaching.com. At least I could see who you are. It says that you're Australian. I mean, mine says, hi, I'm Tracy kind of thing and, and uh, what I do and that I love technology. So obviously the stuff that I'm about to, to do is going to be probably about technology, education and community. Yeah. Yeah. But people just... There are some really strange ones. I, I do understand, especially if you are part of a company and it's it's and you're doing a personal Twitter that you might have to put RTs or retweets are not does not equal endorsement, which is absolutely fine. But there are some that say that that try to be funny and, and they're really not. And then they've got this website link that that isn't working for them because it doesn't go anywhere. Well, let me pick up on what you've just said there. I didn't mention this before. This is very, very important. You've got on your bio, you've got the opportunity to add a, a website. You've got an opportunity to add a functioning clickable link. Most people, a lot of people do not take up the opportunity to use that or they put in a link that they don't check very often and suddenly it stops working. So if, again, if I've come to your page, what I personally do, I do this with everyone that I follow back mostly, uh, is I, I check what you're doing and I go to your website and I just check if there's any synergy with what we're doing. And if there is, then I'll start a conversation because I want, as I said, I want active followers that are engaged and that are in alignment with what I do. Not always. I mean, it's, it's very hard to follow everyone back and it's very hard to be strict on that. But my, my gut feeling is that the best idea is to say, we've got an alignment. You've got a nice blog. I've seen it. The graphics are lovely. There's some synergy here. Let's chat. You're not following numbers for the sake of numbers. And if you don't put in a graphic or a, a nice bio or a link that works, then you're really losing the opportunity to connect with someone who could become your next best friend, your next JV partner, joint venture partner, your next client. They might run a conference and you might be a perfect speaker for them. They might want to buy your book, but they don't know about it. So every person that comes to your site could be a potential client, friend, JV partner, referral network, possible speaking gig, or all, or all three or four of those. So I'm glad you mentioned um, the link. Is that the question you had or did you have a, a, a deeper question about the idea of a bio? 
I do actually, because the bio is, is so small. I mean, I, I think it's, isn't it about the same as a tweet? It's about 140. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really tiny. So I, I just wanted to ask, assuming that Twitter has so many things about hashtags, do you recommend, is, are hashtags and bios able to be picked up by places such as Google? Well, uh, the idea of um, a hashtag and a bio my gut feeling, my honest opinion about hashtags in bios that are a bit of a waste of time because you've only got 10 words and you don't want to waste those words with a, with a hashtag. Some people hashtag the word um, that they want to include, hashtag social media, hashtag strategist, hashtag Melbourne, hashtag Australia. And that's fine because those hashtags work and you're getting hashtags in there with words. But uh, a bio is such precious real estate. My opinion is that it really should be a focused, easily readable bio that you can just simply glance at to say, social media strategist, Melbourne, Australia. You, know, you don't need to make them hashtags because they, they really don't function very well in the bio format. By all means, have a go, try these things, but my gut feeling is that's what uh, works better. What do you do and what have you seen work? Well, Currently now, since I've gone on this Twitter train, uh, I've got about five accounts, uh, including company ones, to look after. And I've done ones where it does have the hashtags in and ones where, where they do not have hashtags. And I think you've only got one impression. You've only got one chance to make that impression. So make it a good one. It, to me, so far, it's more like, well, if you're going to put a hashtag in, uh, make sure that the word that you've got after it counts and it's something that you're going that the people are going to look for or search for. Yeah, I, I agree. So we've talked about the idea of being a resource and not a salesperson. We've talked about the importance of bios and having a link in your bio and the very, very debatable topic about whether you should put hashtags in your bio. I'm very happy to be proven wrong. I'm not infallible, but I'm just sharing my thoughts on that. The third one, which I think is very important, probably the most important part, there is significant evidence to prove that if you put your photo on a Twitter account, you will get a much better engagement ratio than if you do nothing. And somewhere in between is the idea of a company graphic, which is, indicates what the company is about, but doesn't have that personal element. What, what have you found here? Have you, have you found people still using the egghead, as we call it? Do you, do you see people still using graphics? And do you, still, do, you, do you resonate when you see a person's face? I definitely do resonate when I see somebody's face and for every person that follows me because I don't have a, a huge following yet. I mean, 2000 is quite a lot, but it's, it's not as big as like Keith's 40, 42,000. Uh, I want to see who the person is, what they tweet about and whether or not it's just a Twitter uh, fake account or, or something that yeah. I need to block or I need to mute or something that doesn't at all resonate with me. I, I don't, I've seen a lot of the ones that say, and I do not follow them. I don't follow them. Are the ones that say, you know, get a thousand followers in 10 days. Who cares if you get a thousand followers, they're not going to be actively engaged or they don't care what you're doing. They're not going to concentrate on what you're doing. They're just wanting to get the numbers of followers. Whereas for me, the followers are actually real now, it's funny that you should mention company graphics versus photo. Like I said, my, my one for over four years just didn't have, a, it had the company graphic. I think I had the logo on there. But when I put 
my face on there or, or the profile photo then I and I made sure that I would reply to people even if they were maybe not real um, then actually that got me much much better engagement mm. because they could see that I was actually a real person and that I would take the time it's a very good case in point because you've been using Twitter under this system for less than 60 days and you've noticed I know because we've chatted many times about this you've noticed your engagement go through the roof with real people yes definitely and not just lots of followers you're chatting to real substantial interesting people all over the world yes and sometimes when they direct message me I, I don't even check their profile first I just you know reply and then I look at it and go wow these guys have got over 40,000 or these guys have got a hundred thousand but yet they're they're still direct messaging me which is really great but the interesting thing is 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 that they are real people people forget that people are on Twitter and that they're real people they're not just and they want to engage with someone that they can see yeah. someone that they can trust yeah. and, and have a sense of it's amazing their sense of community it is isn't it it's, it's really is, and I, I'm so pleased that I found another Twitter uh, convert because I love it. I just love it. And I, I, my whole business model has changed since we, 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 we've been using it. But, you know, the thing that's really interesting about Twitter is that a lot of people, alluding to the first part, only tweet about themselves. They only tweet, they sort of use it in a way like Instagram or, or Facebook. They just sort of tweet about what they're doing. But I have found robust examples of people using the 80 20 rule what that means is that for every time i tweet about myself i tweet four other things that are not related to me for pure uh, community building so by finding articles that you can tweet for others you build enormous credit have you seen this play out do you do this yourself i do indeed um when i mentioned i had two primary uh, accounts it was because i <laughs> I don't. I, I use the Simple Steps NZ one as as a bit of a, a control one, so that I can see whether or not what I'm doing is actually working. Mm. Um, so Simple Steps went from 500 to 1200. Now I, I still do actually um, talk on it, but I I don't always get a chance to to interact with that as much as the other one. When I first followed the 80/20 rule, I, I definitely did the one in ten. So um, and, and I remember pressing send the first time, you know, over a month ago, going no one's going to read what I'm going to be tweeting about my blog post. No one will care. Uh, and, and today I sent one through and, and someone replied and said, Oh, your link isn't working, Tracy, you know? Uh, and I was like, hang on, uh, you know, a month later, people are actually not just, yeah. not just, they're it's noticing. not just an impression. Yeah. That they're, they're noticing. All right. And they're actually saying, Hey, look, your link isn't working. Or, and I fixed it. It, it seemed that it, something was, was a little bit odd about it but what it, what it said to me is one people are actually noticing and they're not minding that out of every 10 or something or you know whatever how many the ratio is that I do they're not minding that some of the stuff that I'm putting in is actually mine mm. you, Whereas, you've, said, yeah. you've said a very interesting thing there I personally recommend four to one because it's easy to do, but you've, you've often heard me use the 10 to one rule, which is yes. what I, I absolutely personally do myself. But one, one of the hidden benefits, this is, this is a bit of a secret. One of the hidden benefits of tweeting lots and lots of stuff about other people is that it raises the game when you tweet about yourself. 
When you when you tweet something about yourself, you've got ten other posts that you can instantly compare the quality of your material to. And the goal there, and this is, a, as I said, a bit of a secret source, is the goal is to make your material as good or better than the, tw the tweets that you tweet about for others that you find exciting. And I'm proud to say that since I've met you and our graphics have gone through the roof, that my, tw my tweets and my blog posts have gone up that notch. So that when I cross-reference my blog posts with other people's blog posts, there's a similar quality level and that's really lovely because if you're tweeting 10 times a day and only one of those is about yourself, you can be sure that that one is of similar quality to the other 10 people that you admire. And guess what? They're tweeting you too. Because if you've tweeted 10 things about 10 other people, those 10 people are looking to come back to you to retweet your stuff. So we're helping each other. It's, it is like a community building project, isn't it? It sure is. And I use I strongly suggest to people look quote tweets if, if you in if not just retweet but if you actually like what Keith has written for example and you know um, Twitter tips for tourism for example and he's just written a post on on that or Twitter magic one two three then actually quote it and say I, I follow this or I really resonate or I really I think that this is making me more successful because because people want to hear what other people's thoughts are yeah they do of, of their stuff yeah when you when you when you Social proof there's a there's a phrase at the moment which is going around called content shock i don't know if you've heard this phrase but content shock is that there's so much material out there at the internet we're all a bit glazed over oh yeah here's another blog post from keith okay i mean stuff's all right but geez you know i, I did one of those yesterday and so people are going uh, another one I can't, I haven't read the last one. So if you can make sure that your stuff is great quality and then you build a community where people say, oh, look, I know you're busy, but this is really good. I mean, this is really good. It separates you from the pack because we're all chunking out stuff and lots of people are just throwing it out there without any forethought. And this is exactly why I'm doing this series. It's exactly why I'm doing this series. I want people to be able to listen to this podcast of 10 or 20 minutes and get ideas they can use today. So we've got four we've done so far. Be a resource, write a bio, add a photo, remember the 80-20 rule. And it wraps around a really lovely phrase, which I call share, 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 what Gary V in New York calls give, give, give. He wrote a whole book on this called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And what he's really saying is, Give, 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 then ask. In order to ask for the sale, you need, to ask, you need to earn the right to ask. If you just simply say on your Twitter account, buy my book, come into my shop, 20% off massages today. We've got, some, you know, we've got hamburgers at 50% off if you come in before 2 o'clock. 6 o'clock, if you come in after 6 o'clock, the price goes up. If, you just, if, if, if your whole Twitter account was just a series of sales, then you would have virtually no followers. And if you had any followers at all, there'd be no engagement. I want to give you a really cool example for this. There was a really cool, this had happened a few years ago. There's a really, really, really cool golf shop that did, this is really in the early days of Twitter. And what they did was they did, they did a, during the Australian Open golf tournament, which was in Melbourne, on the hour, every hour, they gave a progressive golf score. Tiger Woods is winning his three under. Such and such is two under and such and such is lagging behind here and there. 
And then once a day, at the end of the day, and go, look, you've enjoyed the golf scores. And by the way, if you play golf, here's a, here's a, here's a voucher for 10% off shoes and uh, half a dozen free golf balls. So because people are following the golf score and they're loving it, they're going, this, oh, I just check in once an hour to see who's winning, what happened in the last round. And then once a day, they say, here's a link to 10% off any golf shoes in the shop and half a dozen free golf balls. Suddenly this an company got enormous cred because people are saying, oh, I'm following you anyway and I do play golf. That's why I'm following this. And I do need some golf balls and I wouldn't mind getting a pair of shoes. So it's related. You're selling stuff, but you're not hitting them over the head with it. Tracy, tell me what you're thinking of these five in general and how you've used them overall. And let's wrap up and uh, get on with our days and let people get on with theirs. Okay, Keith. Well, just basically the, the last one is actually, to me, the most important. I mean, I've spent over 20 years in, in community uh, service through education and, and, and things like that, and not just technology. But what I mentioned before quickly was uh, the social proof. So if someone retweets you, someone quotes the tweet, uh, they are providing the proof or backing you, but they're not... Uh, they're not you just spouting the same thing all the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sharing the great articles, interacting with your followers, share, share, share. Remember the, the last and the biggest point out of, out of those five is, is like you say, be the resource, not the salesperson. People will come to your goal shop because they know that you know what you're talking about. You are the resource. They don't have to Google it. They'll just hey, be like, hey, I just have to jump on Twitter and I, or else I just have to, you know, give Keith a call because I know that what he's going to tell me is pretty much the information that I need. You know, it's about sharing those informations and resources. And once you do actually put your, yourself out there, you know, I, I only maybe tweet three or four articles a week, but I keep those and I constantly just do maybe those three or four articles for the week. And people give me feedback and that's really what you want. You want the feedback and you want to be able to share things. And I've really, really enjoyed being on this Twitter train. I have totally and utterly loved it. It's, it's opened up a whole new world of social media to me. And I'm definitely keen to see where this train, or where my next destination will go. Well, you're, you're my social proof in a way, aren't you? Because you, you've been following my system and, and, and it's working. You're getting, you're getting better quality guests for your, your blog posts. You're getting lots of great uh, people following you. You're meeting lots of really cool people. And that's oh, yeah. really what business is all about. It's all about that movement and engagement, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. And, and you're right. Yes, uh, I am. Uh, I would say that... Uh, Keith's pretty much a mentor and I'm just astounded by, by you've got to put the work in. It, 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 you can have amazing tips. You can follow every single subscription that you can, you can, you can grab a hold of, but you know, if you don't follow these five points, like being the resource, writing that bio, adding the photo, doing that 80, 20 rule and sharing, then it's not going to get really where you want it to be. Mm. Well, let's, Let's leave it there. I've got a head the size of an elephant now. Um, and I'm not, you know, it's a great way to end the, 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 um, the podcast. It's working. 
I've, I've developed a system, Tracy's using it and you can take it from her and you can take it from me that it definitely works. We're going to come back next week with another series uh, of podcasts. We're doing 10 in total and as this series progresses, we're going to gradually let you know about a video series we're doing about this, which is coming a little bit down the line. I'm doing gigs in New Zealand at the moment. I've got another one coming up later, probably some gigs in South Africa, maybe some gigs in Canada. And this sort of stuff all moves together in the share, share, share environment. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week. 